This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend. Our first show back in Cleveland since before spring training as the Indians and the Blue Jays are continuing this season opening homestand for the Indians. Great to be back home, and it's been a fun homestand so far for the Tribe. And we'll get to that week in review shortly. But first, a preview of what's coming up on this week's show. We will hear from Tribe manager Terry Francona and president of baseball operations Chris Antonetti talking about an extension, a contract extension that will keep Francona as the tribe manager through the 2022 season. We'll also have a full farm report from Indians director of player development James Harris and a fun interview with Trevor Bauer. Always good to catch up with Trevor Bauer, especially after he throws seven no-hit innings as he did on Thursday night here at Progressive Field. But first, our week in review, and for the Tribe, that began with Monday's home opener. They took on the White Sox in front of a sellout crowd here at Progressive Field, and Mike Clevenger was on the mound for the Indians, and man, did he look good early. The Brayu out of Cuba has been a force since coming to this country. The pitch swung on a miss. My goodness. Another mid-'90s fastball, and I'll tell you what, folks, Mike Clevenger... Looks like he's ready for the World Series right now. In the bottom half of the sixth inning, the Indians finally got the scoring started. A leadoff double from Jose Ramirez. Then Carlos Santana came through. Outfield medium deep straight away. Nova's ready. And here it comes. A swing and a bouncing ball into the shift. Into right center. Base hit. Indians take the lead. Ramirez scampering home, and Carlos Santana keeps delivering. His sixth hit of the year, his fourth RBI, one nothing Tribe. And again, Santana just keeping that swing under control. Bangs one through the shift into right center for an RBI hit, and the Indians lead one to nothing here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Then back on the mound, Clevenger remains strong through the seventh. Now the 2-2 delivery. Swing and a miss. Elevated the fastball and got him. Well, Clevenger's day is done with a new career high 12 strikeouts. 
He made 106 pitches. He went seven shutout innings today. He struck out a career best 12. He walked three. He gave up one hit. In the top half of the eighth inning, the White Sox broke through for three runs on the Indians' bullpen. So it was 3-1 to one Chicago, but the Indians answered in the bottom half of the eighth inning with one run already in on a Chicago error. It was Max Moroff batting with the bases loaded. The pitch. A swing and a line drive toward left field. It's a base hit. That'll tie the game. Bowers scores, and Max Moroff in for defense has come through with an opposite field RBI single to left. His first hit in RBI as a Cleveland Indian. The next batter was Roberto Perez. A 3-0 count. I think he's taking the pitch. Ball four. He missed low. The Indians take the lead. Roberto Perez, a four-pitch walk with the bases loaded. And the Indians scored their third run of the inning. And then, amazingly, Greg Allen got the same result. And the pitch. Way outside. Ball four. Another bases-loaded walk to force in the fourth run of the inning. Ramirez will score on the Greg Allen walk. And that would be plenty for Brad Hand to finish things up in the ninth inning. He's ready. Here it comes. And Adam Engel swings and misses. Ball game. So Brad Hand has the save and both Indians wins. And the Indians with a dramatic four-run eighth inning after they lost the lead in the top of the inning have turned the home opener into a party. Indians with a 5-3 win over the Chicago White Sox to even their slate at 2-2 two and two and win it with a big-time rally in the bottom of the eighth here in the home opener. Off day Tuesday, and on Wednesday, it was the White Sox with an 8-3 victory in the abbreviated two-game series. On came the Blue Jays Thursday night, and what a night it was at the ballpark as Trevor Bauer was the story in this one. He did have some command issues early on, but always seemed to have the pitches to work out of it. Bauer checks third. Now he comes to the plate. Swung on, line to center field. Drifting back is Martin. He'll make the catch. Good at bat there by Telez, but Bauer wins it. There were bases loaded, nobody out, and Bauer refuses to cave. It was a 31-pitch inning for Trevor Bauer, but there's no damage. In the bottom half of the fourth inning, the Indians would take the lead with some solid situational hitting, first from Greg Allen. The pitch to him. Swung on, ground ball right side. Botched by Gurriel. He picks it up, shovels to the bag at second. In time for the force. But the run scores from third as Bauer touches home plate. Jake Bowers scores the game's first run, and the Indians take a 1-0 lead. Then it was Roberto Perez. Now the 1-0 pitch. Swung on, and there's a high fly ball. Left center field, deep, back on it, Gritchick, and he makes the catch just as he got to the warning track. Plenty deep enough to score the run as Santana tags and scores from third, and Roberto Perez gets the run in. The Indians lead 2-0. Boy, on a different night, that ball might reach the bleachers. 
But tonight it just doesn't go anywhere. It still went to the warning track. And Roberto Perez has his second run driven in on the season. And after that, it was back to the Trevor Bauer show. 2-0 Indians. The few people that are here, and they're a hearty bunch in this weather, on their feet. Here's the next delivery. And it is strike three called. And pitch number 117. Will it be the last for Bauer, who gets his eighth strikeout and keeps the no-hitter intact? Stretch time at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Cleveland 2, Toronto nothing. John Edwards and Brad Hand combined in the top half of the eighth inning to keep the no-hitter intact. Two more runs in the bottom of the eighth, thanks to a sack fly from Jose Ramirez and a bases-loaded walk, made it 4-0 Indians as the game went to the ninth inning with a chance at history. Brad Hand is ready. Now the 2-2 offering. Swung on line drive, base hit right center. There's the no-hitter. Freddie Galvis, three walks and breaks up the no-hitter with a leadoff single to right center here in the ninth. So, the Indians still without a no-hitter since 1981. Well, it was a heck of a run. If Trevor Bauer just hadn't run out of pitches, he would have thrown a no-hitter tonight. They weren't touching him. But, folks, stick around because every time Trevor Bauer starts a ball game. He has the ability to throw a no-hitter. Now the Minnesota native is ready. Here it comes. Swing and a miss. Ball game. A wicked slider got him. And Brad Hand not able to preserve the no-hitter, but strikes out the side and gets his third save of the year. And Trevor Bauer, who pitched a dandy, wins his first. And the Indians back to 500. So it wasn't to be on this night, and it still remains way back when Lenny Barker's perfect game, the last time the Indians had a no-hit game, whether it be by a full complete game on a starting pitcher's part or comboed with the bullpen, Barker's great game stands. And we'll hear from Trevor Bauer in our next segment. But first, a look at last night's action. Friday night, the Indians in game two of the series against the Blue Jays got it going with Kevin Ploiecki making the start behind the plate and helping out at the plate. Ploiecki swings, hammers one, deep left field. It is gone! Kevin Ploiecki has his first hit and first home run as an Indian. A line drive shot to the bleachers and left. And the Indians have a 1-0 lead. And he's got some thump in that bat. Toronto's Freddie Galvis responded in the fifth with a two-run home run. That gave the Blue Jays a 2-1 to lead. But the Indians tied things up in the bottom of the fifth with a runner on base. It was Hanley Ramirez at first with Max Moroff at the plate. Thornton delivers. Moroff swings and lines it down the right field line. This one's headed to the wall. On his way to third is Ramirez. Brito has it. Ramirez is being waved around. And the relay throw is bobbled. Ramirez will score. Moroff is into third, and this game is tied at two. That's going to go as a double and a run driven in for Moroff. And then an error on the throw in by Brito, allowing Moroff to advance to third. 
Shane Bieber was on the mound for the Indians, and he continued a string of outstanding starting pitching for the Indians. Now the set and the pitch. Swing and a miss. Got him with a breaking ball. So Shane Bieber gave the Indians 91 superb pitches in six innings. And when Bieber was through, they turned it over to the bullpen, and Neil Ramirez, Oliver Perez, and Adam Simber each pitched a scoreless inning. They were just terrific. And then in the bottom half of the ninth inning, the Indians looking for their first walk-off win of the season, and Carlos Santana was at the plate. 12,881 looking on. Indians, Blue Jays tied at two in the ninth to pitch. Santana with a high drive. Deep left center field. It is gone. There's walk-off win number one. Carlos Santana with a joyous jog around the bases. A solo homer to the bleachers in left center. The first home plate pummeling of the year. And the Indians are now above 500 for the first time this season. Carlos Santana with a towering blast to the bleachers in left center. And the Indians get themselves a 3-2 win on Santana's first home run in 2019. I know, folks, it's only seven games in, but how great does that trade look to have Carlos Santana back in Northeast Ohio? Indians with a win tonight by a final score of three to two. So it's been a fun week this week gone by, the first week at home for the Indians, and it continues this weekend. If you're tuned into our show live, the weekend continues with a 4-10 first pitch on Saturday against the Blue Jays, and the homestand concludes on Sunday afternoon at 1-10 against Toronto. Stay with us. When we come back, we'll hear from Trevor Bauer after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. The Starlight Lounge presents an evening with the progressive box. Adios, old friend. Yeah, I've got no secrets and no regrets. Well, a lot of regrets, but the point is I've got nothing to hide. Kind of like the way Progressive shows you their competitors' rates. You got to put it all out there, baby. Excuse me, miss. Does this heart belong to you? Would you like it anyway? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparisons not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Bowers 2-2 delivery. And Hansen, in his first game of the Jays, swings right through a fastball. This is like the Nolan Ryan no-hitters from yesteryear when he might make 180 pitches. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, where the Indians continue their first homestand of the season this weekend against the Blue Jays, 4-10 on Saturday, 1-10 on Sunday. Thursday night, Trevor Bauer was unbelievable. He carried a no-hitter through seven innings and then at 117 pitches was pulled from the ball game due to that pitch count. And uh, the no-hitter went by the boards in the ninth. But a great performance by Bauer. We caught up with him the following day to talk about the night, how the season's going. And he mentioned that, well, some command issues were a concern, but overall, things going well early in the season. Well, I knew in the bullpen I had a good slider going. Um, I wanted to make use of my changeup and make use of my curveball a little bit more than the prior start. 
A big thing for me is going to be balancing out my usage. I have so many weapons, off-speed off speed weapons now, that it'll be easy to fall in love with one of them or another of them. So just kind of for me, keeping the balance between them. They're all designed to play off of each other and to tunnel with each other and to create deception. But in order for that to work at its most optimal level, uh, you got to throw them all in different counts and to different side hitters and stuff like that. So. That was kind of the goal going in, uh, make more usage of my curveball. I only threw two of them the first start, and that's too low. So um, that all kind of played out well. I had a really even distribution, uh, like 24 curveballs, like 15, 16, or 17 of the slider changeup and cutters, and it worked out well. I remember in spring training you were saying that you felt like you could be better than you were a year ago, and you had a really good year, but maybe it wouldn't be re reflected necessarily in the numbers that you could put up just because of the nature of the game. Uh, but it's bearing out where you've been really effective. Are you, are you surprised at all that, that everything's coming together the way it has, both the way you're throwing and then also how it's going in terms of statistics? No, I'm not surprised at all. Um, it's early in the season, though, still. Uh, numbers will correct. Uh, I, won't be, I won't be able to do this for an entire season, obviously. Uh, but I'm not surprised with how I'm throwing the ball. Actually, the thing I'm surprised with most is I walked six people yesterday. Like I didn't see that coming at all. Um, so I gotta get I gotta get that cleaned up. Um, but other than that, no. I, like the way everything's playing and working together is is exactly what I expected because I didn't just add pitches in a vacuum and hope. You know, they're all designed to do a very specific thing, move a specific way, spin a specific amount to complement each other. So it's not, for me, it's not really, you know, I didn't really have any questions of what it was going to look like or how it was going to play. For a lot of other people when they hear, you know, oh, you developed a changeup, it's like, okay, well, we'll see. Everyone says they developed this pitch or that pitch, but no one, no one's developed pitches the way I develop them to do a very, like, down to the, like, the RPM and the axis and the like no one does it that way it, they will it's starting to happen but that's that's my process so, so I knew exactly how it was going to play always fun to catch up with Trevor Bauer interesting take on pitching and uh, also just the state of the team too he has some good thoughts always as uh, he was able to join us the day following seven no hit innings stay tuned when we come back we'll replay some of the thoughts of Terry Francona and Chris Antonetti Tito signing a contract extension that keeps him manager through the 2022 campaign. That's next as we continue with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians radio network. Time to hop back on the bandwagon, folks. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhaus back with you at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And don't forget, a couple of different ways to show each week. You can listen to it on the Indians radio network, either uh, when it's sent down the line, usually mid-afternoon on Saturday, or on your local station in uh, your market for Indians baseball on the Indians radio network, usually on Saturday. Or you can access it as a podcast on Apple iTunes. Just go to the Cleveland Indians podcast section. It'll be right there shortly after it airs, and you can listen to it whenever you like. Well, a great day on Wednesday here at the ballpark as the Indians were proud to announce that Terry Francona, their manager since 2013, who has led this team to unprecedented success in recent seasons, he signed a contract extension that will keep him Indians manager through the 2022 season. 
And it was a lighthearted press conference, as you could imagine. President of Baseball Operations Chris Antonetti explained why there are a ton of reasons to keep Terry Francona in the fold and why that is such a benefit for this organization. All right, good morning, everyone. We're excited to announce today a contract extension for Tito uh, through the 2022 season. We'll open it up for questions in a minute. Um, but Tito does such an extraordinary job of always deflecting credit and talking about other people. He's going to have to sit just for a minute and listen to uh, just how strongly we feel about him as, as, uh, as an organization and the incredible impact he's made here. Um, the on-field results are they're obvious. Six consecutive winning seasons, three consecutive American League Central Championships, the best record in the American League uh, since he's been our manager. That's obvious to everyone. I think what may not be as obvious is what happens behind the scenes. And that's what really is so valuable to every person in the, in the organization and what Tito means to us. So when we started our managerial search process in 2012, we really sought to find a leader that could help transform and elevate our organization, really help establish a culture in which people thrive and, fa and someone who can help find ways to relentlessly push us to continue to get better, bring us together as an organization and partner with everyone in it to create the best environment possible. We had exceedingly high expectations um, when we hired Tito and the unbelievable thing is as, as high as those expectations were, he's gone on to exceed those every day. And it's not just, again, with what happens on the field. It's what happens behind the scenes. In those moments when we're struggling or we're facing challenges or there are those moments of adversity, that's when Tito's at his best. And he's always helping us find a way to make it better. And so couldn't be more excited to, um, to continue to partner alongside Tito. Everyone throughout the organization uh, feels the exact same way and uh, is equally excited. So thanks, Tito. Thanks, and we'll open to you. Do you have anything you want to say? Or no, 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 that was by far plenty. All right, <laughs> we'll open up the questions. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Tito, you spent eight years in Boston, and I don't know if you give something like this thought, but when, after you left there, did you ever think you might spend eight, ten years at another place? I don't know that I ever really gave that thought to, to be truthful with you. Um, I try really hard to stay kind of in the moment because I think it's the best way to be successful. Um, I, I will say this, I have no ambition to ever work somewhere else. I mean, there's going to come a time when, when I can't do this job the way I want to because of age or, you know, that, that, that may happen at some point. But I don't have any ambition to ever go somewhere else. That's because of the people here. So, Chris, um, given that the lineup is different than it was last year, what can uh, Terry do to bring you through? And uh, you don't have all the hitting and everything that you've had in the past. Yeah, I think there are a few things that go into that. One, you know, we have to figure out the you know what the roster looks like. But that's one of the other things that Tito does such an extraordinary job with is figuring out ways to position people to be successful, to find what players do well and give them an opportunity to put them in those situations to shine. And so we're, regardless of what a player's strengths might be, there's a reason why he's on the roster. And Tito will try to find a way to put him in a position to succeed. And uh, that will continue to be the case with whatever the composition of the roster will be. And we all know that may fluctuate over time, but uh, Tito always finds a way to, to get the most out of the guys that are here. 
Chris, you touched on this a little bit before, but how comforting is it to have this security that you don't have to worry about the, the managerial situation? It's a huge strength organizationally, I think, to continue to have that continuity, and, and not just continuity for continuity's sake, but to have someone who's such an extraordinary leader as Tito that, that impacts far, his impact extends far beyond the major league team. It's throughout the organization. He's really helped unite us, whether it's our, you know, our scouts that come in and are welcomed and embraced in the clubhouse, you know, his engagement with our front office, not just Mike and me, but everyone throughout the front office, our player development staff. So, you know, as we think about the future of the organization, that's an incredibly powerful and meaningful thing. Tito, you know, you probably don't think about this either, though, but how are you different as a manager than you were when you walked in here in 2013? Whew, boy, I... I th I think because of the way I'm treated, I think I'm I think I'm allowed to, to be myself, which takes I think a lot of patience on other people's part, which <laughs> so I appreciate. But I think it's made me better. I know it's made me a better person. Um, the respect that they give the coaches, you know, like Millsy and the guys that just work so hard that it makes me it makes me feel good and. I just think we, we collaborate so much and there'll be times we'll have meetings and I'll say something. I'll be, when I leave the meeting, I'm like, why did, why would I say that? And then about two days later, I'll say, Chris, I, well, I don't know why. And he'll be like, yeah, I knew you'd come around. To, you know, <laughs> instead of just, you know, you know, just, just, there's always so much patience in trying to see the good in people that like, I don't think the guys above where I am get the credit that they deserve because I know it starts with them and it trickles down and we take our lead from them. Terry, has this been what you thought it would be? Has anything surprised you over the last six years? Walking in day one, what did you expect and how has it lived up to that? You know, I, I, I thought Mike Chernoff would be better. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I had to say one thing. <laughs> no, I mean, Chris laid it out pretty good before he came here. Just, I don't think he wanted me to get in a situation where I'd come from Boston where maybe things were done a little differently. And he really kind of told me a lay of the land. And kind of like Chris said, I would say, if anything, it's been better because now I know the guys better. You know, you because you, I knew Chris so well already. Well, then all of a sudden, then I know Cherney. Okay, so then through Cherney, you know Bender, and through Bender, you know, you know, I mean, it's just, so it's not just one guy, it's about 20 guys. It, one of the things, one of my favorite, one of my least favorite things is when you're in a room and you leave and you feel like people are maybe laughing at you or laughing at something you said. And I've told Chris this many times, I've never felt like that here. And there's plenty of times that could have happened. And I just don't feel that way. Everybody has everybody's back, and I appreciate that. Tito, how, how have you, um, you know, you see so many younger managers now come in, and it's all analytics. The front office is kind of calling the shots. How have you melded your style with, you know, the Indian style with analytics to, uh, you know, just to stay at the top of your game? One, okay, you never want to compromise who you are. I don't think it works like that. So I, I feel like I have an obligation to the organization, to the team, not to guess. I don't think that is fair to anybody. 
the guys give me the information that I can, that I can use during a game. They make it in a they put it where it's applicable for me. I could say dumb it downs, maybe however you want to say it, but they make it applicable. Applicable. They do it for all the coaches. We're just trying not to guess, you know. And there's information that sometimes I may not agree with, or I'll ask Sky, "Hey, t- explain this to me," because I do want to use it. But to to use it, you got to understand it, or you got to believe in it. Um, but we're still in the people business, and I think when you if you ever forget that you're really missing out. Tito, you alluded before we started to, to your health. Uh, obviously, this uh, contract will take you through 2022. How I hope. Okay, but uh, excited, confident. Every year, every, you know, not to make light, but every year when they put up the people that passed away the last year, I'm always so grateful I'm not on that. <laughs> <laughs> but feeling good, feeling strong, feeling healthy. I kind of no, no, I never no. You know what? I'm okay. I'm fine. To, I mean, I swim every day, and it really helps. You know, they put the swimmax out in Arizona, which really it just it makes it it makes my whole outlook better. You know, I struggle sometimes with the travel and stuff. I'm getting older, and I'm a little beat up, but I love what I do. Like I don't ever dread coming to the ballpark. Like I mean, I got up this morning at. I set my alarm for a quarter to seven, and I was up at six fifteen because I wanted to come to the ballpark. I always feel like that. Chris, Terry, this is kind of a question for you to answer about each other. Since the day you started this relationship to now, each year is different, and then relationships foster things. Is there one ingredient about each other that day in and day out you guys have leaned on to get yourselves to this point? I'm happy to. Go ahead. I, yeah. So I think the thing we'll that probably got the same answer. I think the thing that stands out most for me with Tito is just he's such an extraordinary teammate to everyone he's around. And you know that when you're together with him, you're working on the same team, pulling in the same direction, trying to make the same thing happen. And to have that trust and that bond to know that no matter what's happening, no matter what obstacles or challenges we're facing, that we're in it together, working to try to figure it out together, I think that's kind of – what makes it so special there is never at one point we've made plenty of mistakes within the front office and throughout the organization and never one time has tito been like up oh, that's someone else's fault it's like okay what's happened how can we make it better and i think that that mindset <clears throat> and that mentality is one of the things that helps differentiate tito one of the things i value most but i would say the same thing i mean we inevitably when something happens if not the first thing the second thing that's out of somebody's mouth is how, how are we going to make this better because nobody's perfect. None of us are remotely close to that. But together, we, I feel like we got a, a fighting chance if we do it together and we can figure it out together. I mean, like I, I mean, I marvel at during the winter meetings when these guys are sitting there talking about these trades, and I can't, I can't keep up. So, I mean, I, you know, there's we we each have our area. They have been so respectful of our area down here. I hope that in turn we've been the same way with their area because they're so good at it. All right. All right. Thank Thanks, you, guys. There it is. Some of the thoughts of tribe manager Terry Francona after signing a contract extension that keeps him manager through the 2022 season at least. Stay with us when we come back. 
We'll check in with James Harris. The weekly farm report comes your way next as we conclude Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. Earlier this week, we had a chance to visit with James Harris, who's the Indians Director of Player Development. The minor league teams, the full-season ball clubs, Columbus at AAA, Akron at AA, Lynchburg and Lake County at single A, they all began their seasons on Thursday night, so it's game on for the best prospects in the system, and we talked to James about that, and a lot of the the intriguing prospects are at the lower levels, young players, and throughout the industry, the Indians lauded for their young talent, and uh, James certainly feels it's an exciting time to be a part of the Indians farm system. Yeah, we're really excited. We have a, a number of players under the, the age of 20 years old that have come out and impressed and that have, have caused some excitement, and some of those have even made it to big league camp this spring. Well, let's start with uh, the system and, and the higher levels. Obviously, that's your big league insurance, and um, Surely it happens every year. The Indians will be dipping in to the uh, AAA Columbus Clippers. New manager there, Tony Manzalino. Uh, tell us about him as it's the first time in a while since uh, Chris Tremme has not been there, but what do you see from Tony? Yeah, Manzo, as we, we call him, has been in our system for a number of years. Vanderbilt guy. He's been a, he's a baseball guy his entire life. His, his dad has been in baseball, has followed him around, and he's been through our system and made an impact at multiple levels. Last year he was in Akron. This year he accepts the challenge of being in Columbus, and he's, he has development on his mind. He's helping players get better, and he's thinking of them as individuals as well as a team, and it's, an, it's a great environment to see him um, with his guys. Well, let's start on the pitching staff for Columbus, and, and certainly we could see some of the, the arms there here at a moment's notice. Who are you looking at as being real close to the major leagues with maybe just a little bit of finishing work to do yet? Well, a guy that you've seen before that we're, we're really excited about is Cody Anderson now that he's, he's healthy. So it's, it's kind of cheating there because you, you've seen him before, but um, having him be healthy and, and being able to be ready to help our major league team whenever needed is, is exciting for us. And another name that, that was impressive in major league camp, Jeffrey Rodriguez, starting or relieving with him, or maybe a little bit of both. What, what's the plan for him? Uh, the great news is, is we can keep him available for us in, in either role depending on what our, our team needs, so we're not trying to pigeonhole him in, into a corner just yet. At some point, we're going to have to make more of a decision, but right now we're, we're waiting to see what our major league team could need and then shift him more in that direction. Behind the plate, Eric Haas had a real good major league camp. What are some of the, the improvements you've seen in his game as he's developed here in the system? Well, we're really excited about Eric. Um, up until the last year, he was always the second catcher. He was he was C2, and, and last year towards the end of the year, he's brought some consistency with being the everyday guy. But bringing that into from an offensive and defensive standpoint, you see nothing but continuous improvement. He's a guy who started his career with multiple extended spring trainings, always been a backup guy, good, hardworking, high-character guy, and we're excited to see all that work pay off. On the infield, a, a couple of names certainly to, to keep an eye on, but Yu Chang was in Major League Camp for a while. 
at different positions. And will that be the plan, or, or do you to settle, or do you try and settle in on one with him in terms of his development? For now, that'll continue to be the, the plan. I mean, if if we needed him today, would it be at second base? Would it be at shortstop? Potentially even third base at at some point. So to keep all of those things alive will will be important for us. Um, he'll play probably a little bit more second base than anything else, but he'll also play some shortstop and third. Bobby Bradley, a name that we've talked about a lot, uh, had kind of a tough spring health-wise to, to keep it going. Uh, what do you look for from him this season to, to take another step forward and what's been a pretty good minor league career so far? Yeah, once you get to the AAA level, it's, it's a consistency of performance. But with consistency of performance, you need consistency of preparation, and that's what he's working through. So he's, he's still a young guy, believe it or not. So him coming in, working, working every single day, improving defensively, getting his body in shape to do it day in and day out is exactly what we're looking for, and we're, hope, we're excited to see that from Bobby. All right, got to ask you about the outfield. It, it's, uh, you have some intriguing names down there. How do you find time for everybody down there, especially those that are, are trying to get up here in a hurry? Well, Tony Manzalino's job is going to be a little difficult down there. There's a, there's a lot of good players in Columbus. So, I mean, in addition to getting getting tickets to come see the Indians, you might want to see the Clippers too because there's a there's a lot of good names and guys have played some good major league ball. And, uh, yeah, he's going to have to shuffle those guys around and get them all there, keep them all motivated, and, and be able to help us in the future. That's James Harris, Indians Director of Player Development, talking about the farm system in general and Columbus in particular, and we could see – some of those players at Columbus at some point in time early in the season. Interesting ball club down there playing for the Clippers at the start. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. Great to have you with us. Awesome to be back home. It has been a while after spring training and opening on the road. So uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Enjoy the remainder of the homestand, and we'll catch up with you next week when we join you from Kansas City as the Indians will be back out on the road. Until then, for Brian Matze, who always does great work putting together our show, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians Radio Network has been brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.